How's everybody doing tonight? Good? Welcome to District Wine Bar. And you're about to be presented for the first, first open mic for Bad Dating Stories, Swipe Mic. And what we want to try to do tonight is we're going to have about three to five minutes for anybody to get up and talk about a bad dating story. doesn't matter. You cannot use real names. You cannot use social security numbers, pin numbers for their ATM card, their coordinates or their address. But we do want to make sure that people start talking about what it means to date again. Give it up for Lori and Barrett for District Wine Bar. Give it up for Lori and Barrett. Me and Barrett are like two brothers. We love technology. All we care about is that I have this microphone. We're streaming live. We have these amazing lights. Lori cares that you're getting drunk. So give it up for Lori. Lori is the better of the half, is what I'm saying. So uh, we do have three grand prizes. So we have pri grand prize for most hilarious, most awkward, and most excruciating dating story. We also, let's say you're too nervous. If you're too nervous to do a dating story and you don't want to get up in front of a mic, it's okay. What I want you to do is take a piece of paper. We have a hotline number that you can call at any time, either after the date, during the date, and you can leave a voicemail, and you can, always, you can also win a prize. Let's say you want to do a story now, but you're too afraid to talk about it. You can go into that bathroom and record a voicemail. So the phone number is, uh, I'll give it all night tonight, but it's, this is not my number, by the way. I'm not trying to get people's phone numbers, by the way. That would be the worst swipe mic ever. The dude that's the host is trying to hook up with people. That would be the worst dating story. The phone number is 863-602-8551. This is the Dent, uh, Date and Vent Hotline. If you're on a date, man or woman, gender neutral, sexually fluid, you're on a date, you hate it, you call that number, and you vent. You get it out. So... What we're going to be doing is, if you go to SwipeMike.com, SwipeMike is spelled M-I-C. So SwipeMike. This is brought to you by Jen Gordon. Raise your hand. Jen Gordon runs Asheville Date Night Guide. Give it up for Jen. Come here, Jen. Come here, Jen. I love Jen. That's all right. No, you're amazing. You sit up here. So stay, stay, hey, guys. State your full name and your PIN number for your ATM card. No. Just, yeah. So, Jen Gordon is the co-founder for Asheville Date Night. Why did you create Asheville Date Night in the first place? Um, just create another platform in Asheville for people to get out and meet new people, to network for whatever reason you want to network, whether it's for your business, your personal life. Um, and to also for of, couples, right? And to support local businesses like District Wine Bar. Yay, you know, District Wine Bar. And have face-to-face -face conversations with people. And the other thing, too, is let's say you're married. Sometimes it's just kind of boring to go out. Maybe you've been dating for six months, two years, five years, and you're bored. That's where Jen comes in. She's your menage a trois. So well, what she... No, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, what I'm, she I'm does, not a matchmaker at <laughs> you're all. Not a I matchmaker. can't even match myself with anybody. Exactly. That's why we did Asheville Date Night and Swipe Mike. So <laughs> it's what, a struggle. It's, it's a struggle. It's real. So it's what we do struggle. is we try to give great events and great ideas to couples who are trying to put a, back, a spark and get off the... TV and Netflixing and chilling and getting out. That's what the real go is. So. Well, we also do do good date nights. Yeah. So I go ahead. I incorporate volunteering into a date night. So 
Um, October 30th is going to be my first Do Good Date Night with Mana Food Bank and Highland Brewery. Um, we're basically just meeting at Mana Food Bank. There's going to be a group of us. We're selling tickets. Um, and it is Halloween themed, so if you want to wear a costume in your, or a mask, you want to hide. So there's, nothing, be there's um, nothing better than doing something as a couple you well, for charity. You, you don't even need to be a couple. It could be you're with your best friend or your grandmother or whoever you want to bring. Um, so we'll begin at Mana Food Bank and do whatever they would want us to do. Yes. And we're, then we're going to relocate over at Highland Brewery and do a fantastic coffee Drinking quarter pairing shot with, a, contest. with Chef Ricardo from Polanco. That's right. So he's Good. got something work in the works for that. www.ashevilledatenight.com. Okay, awesome. Give it up for Jen. I love her. She's awesome. Can't wait to hear your story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other thing I was going to tell you is when we tell the story, if we think you're going too long, just let you know. We're just going to give you a little bit of light. So you know that you're going too long. Not to be rude, but just to let you know, keep it going. So it's just like a, there's also a secret reason I did swipe, Mike. I believe women are the funniest, most intellectual. I'm not pandering, by the way. I'm not pandering. Women uh, are the greatest things on the planet. But I feel like there's not enough stand-up comedians who are women. So our goal for swipe, Mike, is to secretly get you on the mic, start feeling what it feels like to make people laugh and tell your stories. And you're like, that's not so bad. I should try to do stand-up. So it's a secret reason for you to tell a story that's near and dear to your heart, then to go and start doing the open mics for stand-up. That's our number one goal is trying to get you into that. So there is a secret reason. And for the guys out there, you know, this is not a male bashing episode, but it's for you to get up as well. You know where the most romantic things on the interwebs is? Craigslist. That's right. Craigslist Connections is misconnection inspired me that the world is a, is a beautiful place. So this is Misconnections by Craigslist. I'm gonna read it poetically with beautiful music so you can understand these people believe in love. They totally believe in love. This is women in Harris Teeter parking lot in Hendersonville. You were sitting in the grass waiting on a friend to show up. I was in a white cargo van. I gave you $10 for gas money. I really wish I'd asked you for your phone number or your name or had some way to get in touch with you. I'd really like to talk with you again. Harris Teeter in Hendersonville. So let me tell you, these people have went on the interweb, the internet, wrote this down, hoping that somebody out there would read this and contact them. That is true romance, true love. Don't believe me? I'm going to read another one. Gas pumps, Candler. To the sexy woman working nights at the spot, I'd like to see all your piercings up close. If you know that, you know that cashier at the spot, let her know. There's the guy or girl that wants to see her piercings up close. True love, people. True love. Here's one that Jen Gordon knows. She knew this. This is how crazy it is. 
We these are brand new. You can go to Craigslist right now and read these. We read this. She knows this next person. His name is maybe you all know him. I hope I don't get in trouble now. Now if I get screwed. But anyway. Billy Owens, Asheville. Looking for my friend Billy Owens. Used to work with him at Highway Boutique in Kingsport, Tennessee. He's a drummer that played with a band called Micah Groove. He was a great friend, and I just wanted to reconnect. Thanks. Does anybody know Billy Owens? That's not love. That's bromance, people. Bromance. Bromance could be on misconnections as well. That's right. Give it up for misconnections. Craigslist. Keisha, are you around? Where's Miss Keisha? Keisha, is she around? I can see far, but I can't see close. Keisha, is she here? Hey, there she is. Our first swipe mic, open mic, is Keisha. Give it up for Keisha. All right, ladies. I'm talking to y'all, because y'all know how hard dating in this town is. It's insane. So this is in the time where Applebee's was still open. You know it's not going good if I mention Applebee's. So this guy looked absolutely amazing. Chemistry was nice, my type, dark features, tall. Let's do it. Met up at Applebee's. I knew it was going to be bad when he showed up with a kid. And they had matching jerseys on. And it was not his kid. <laughs> yes. So we're seated, right? Appetizers are ordered. He's more into the kid that he brought than he was with me. Now, mind you, I had a cute black dress on. Yes. V-neck, velvet, right above the knee, ankle boots. It was fresh, fresh more into the kid than me, okay? Let's keep talking. So, you live here in town? Yeah, I do, okay. What side of town are you on? Um, I'm west, okay. Are you renting, owning? Oh, I live with my parents. Oh. Um, how old are you? I'm 41. Okay. Um, so your parents, you have a good relationship with them, I guess. Yeah, they let me have the whole basement to myself. Serial killer. <laughs> okay, so um, the young man that you brought with you, are you into big brothers, big sisters? No, that's my cousin. Okay, are you babysitting him? No, he's my best friend. And how old is this young man? I'm 16. Really? 16, 41, and that's your best friend. Okay, so what do you do for a living? Um, I play video games. Okay, so you're a gamer. You test games. That's kind of cool. No, no, I just play video games. So you don't have a job or benefits, any type of insurance. No. No, my parents take care of me. Okay, so you live 
on the west side in your parents' basement who takes care of you and your 16-year-old cousin is your best friend. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Um, is there a check coming anytime soon? And I guess you're not going to take care of that check because you don't have a job. Hmm. Okay, so let's have a conversation. What do, you wanna, what do you like to do? Well, we like to play basketball in my mother's backyard. You and your 60-year-old best friend likes to play basketball in your mother's backyard. Now, at this point, I already knew that there was no connection. It was not going to go anywhere, but I'm being humored. Like, this is sheer entertainment at this point. So you like to play basketball in your mother's backyard and play video games in the basement that you live in along with your 16-year-old's cousin slash best friend. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We love to do things together. We like to wear the same clothes, as you can tell. We love to share each other's shoes. Um, yeah, right, creep alert. Like, I'm not sure, are you a pedophile? Is this your best friend? I'm just, at this point, I had to get up and leave because there was no possible conversation. And this was here. Yeah, in the 828 in Asheville. Not District Wine Bar, though. Okay, I'm no. just making sure. No. Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. No. Yeah, it was Applebee's, Applebee's. At Applebee's. So here's, here's a message to the wise. If they want to take you out to Carabas, um, Applebee's, Chick-fil-A. Ooh, I was even asked to go to McDonald's once. Just say no. <laughs> Give it up for Keisha. All right. Well, I didn't plan on sharing this, but since no one else is going to talk tonight. Bryce. Yeah. Um, Give it up for Bryce. Forgot. Forgot to introduce him. I just said, get up there, Bryce. Go ahead. All right. So I don't know. If, is this a funny or bad dating story, I don't know, but y'all can determine it. Um, so I met this girl last fall at Double Crown, which is probably not the best place to meet her. Um, but we kicked it off, at least I thought so. Uh, you know, made out out on the patio. She gave me her number, and I texted her the next day, and I said, hey, Emily, how's it go? Oh, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> hey, Please. how's it going? Um, that's not her real name, though. That was her made-up name. See, yeah, they would have never yeah, known. It's a man. common name. It's a really common you name. Don't, you gave it away, but yeah, anyway. So, anyway, so, um, so I said, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, I had a great time, like, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. I'm like, well, do you want to, you know, do some later this week? She's like, uh, uh, yeah, okay, like, where? I'm like, I don't know. Like, we could go back to the Double Crown. And she's like, where's that? And I'm like, uh, excuse me, uh, we just made out there on the patio. So... She's like, well, um, yeah, where, where is it? Where's the place? I'm like, it's on Haywood in West Asheville. She's like, well, I, you know, I'm in Western Massachusetts, so I can't, I don't, I can't really get there. And I had said some nice things before, you know. I'd said like, oh, you know, it's nice to meet beautiful, independent women in Asheville or whatever. And she was like, oh, well, like, I could come down there. I'm like, no, no, I, you're the wrong girl. Like... <laughs> I'm glad you think this is cool, but 
like you're the wrong chick and uh, <laughs> it wasn't you. And so the last, but her last name was so, I remembered it. And so I, I went on Facebook and I searched, you know, this Emily, quote unquote, um, with her last name, which I won't tell you because then it would really be bad. <laughs> and, and I found her and I messaged her and I said, hey, I think I got someone else's number. Like, did you not mean to give me your number? And, she, you know, do, were you trying just to like push me away? And she's like, no, no, I'm really sorry. Here it is. And it was just one digit off. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, so she, we kept talking. We hung out a few times. Um, and then I got mad at her and I actually blocked her. I blocked her off on the phone. She was, yeah, she made me mad and I blocked her. Um, but I was hanging out at a coffee shop one day and I, I bumped into her again. And I just like, like her eyes lit up and I was like, I lit up and I was like, okay, well maybe I should unblock her. Maybe we should go on a date. And so we were just hanging out talking. I'm like, how about we go to the auditorium tomorrow night and do the, um, you know, the, the stand-up comedy? She's like, okay, yeah, cool, that'd be great. I'm like, okay, sweet. So the next day, um, I'm getting ready, and I'm like, okay, like it's, you know, it doesn't start till nine, but maybe we could just hang out, you know, at eight or something. She's like, okay, cool. So at six o'clock, I get a call, and she's like, where are you? And I'm like, uh, I, I thought we were supposed to meet at eight o'clock, you know, what, what, I don't know what's going through your head. She's like, well, you better get over here. And I'm like, okay. So I get in my car, drive over there, and I have a really old truck that I drive. And so, <laughs> so I drive in, I pull up to her, to her house, and she's sitting on the patio, and she's just like staring at me, and giving me the evil eye. And, I, and I'm like, okay, well, she's a little bit weird, this Emily chick. You know, she's a little bit weird sometimes, like she's kind of awkward. She's really beautiful, but she's really awkward sometimes. And so I get out of the car, I'm like, hey, Emily, like, how's it, like I thought we were supposed to meet later, what's up? And uh, it turns out she had been uh, drinking the whole day and had called me in like a drunken spurt of nervousness, shall we say? And, uh, but I don't know, I still think like, oh, like she's just weird, like this is weird Emily, you know, right? Like just weird Emily chick. <laughs> and so we go out and we go to the double crown, right? I mean, Good Lord. Get I, like, should I ever learn my lesson? Um, and, <clears throat> And she was acting a bit strange. I'm like, what's going, you know, what's going on? And she's like, no, no, nothing. There's no one here. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's walk to the walk. Let's go down the street. Let's go to the walk. And so we go there, and uh, something starts beeping from her pocket. And I'm like, what is going on with you? And um, it turned out to be her diabetes beeper. So, yeah, see, I don't know. This is not a funny day story. This is like a sad day story. So her beeper's going off, and I'm like, Emily, like, what's the matter? Like, should we, should we do something? Like, I don't know. I've never known anyone with diabetes. Like, what should we do? She's like, oh, no, it's fine. But she was incredibly drunk and didn't know that her blood sugar was, like, half of what it should be. And so I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't know if I should, I don't know if I want to be aggressive and be like, no, you need to go home. Like, this is bad. You need to go home. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I grab a beer. She's, uh, you know, starting to fall asleep on the bar because her blood sugar is, like, going down so low. And, and I'm like, Emily, are you okay? Like, what? I, I really, uh, this does not seem right. Like, how could we, Emily, how could we, how, how, how can I help you? And she's like, well, um, let's just, like, I need to go home. I need to go home. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we go home. Her roommate's there. And, uh, 
And she's like, Bryce, like, she should, she should go to the ER. Like, what were you doing? I'm like, I wasn't doing anything. Like, I just showed up on a nice date with my Emily, love of my life, girlfriend. And I'm suddenly stuck with a potential hospital visit on our, really our first date, you know. But, um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she's fine. She's, she's, she's didn't die. She's in Europe, and she said she was going to send me pictures, but I haven't got one yet. So I think it's just going to be one of those things. And that was probably the most traumatic date I've ever had. So I thought I'd share with all, because y'all too shy to, to share yours. So. Wow. <laughs> there Give it up for Bryce. It's amazing how everybody's mood changed when he said, I blocked her. And everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, you're blocking. That's a big deal, right? That's a passive-aggressive man move. Blocking, to us, we don't care about blocking. Blocking's not a big deal. It's a big deal, right? How many people think blocking someone on date is like, you asshole. Is that really bad? Because you can always call them. Unless they block you on their phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm talking from my personal experience. I'm not beating you up, Bryce. I'm just saying. And the other thing, too, is... Uh, let me tell you something. No one has ever said, thank you, Facebook. You made my relationship so much stronger. Ever. Have you ever said, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. I am happy. Never. Give it up for Amber. Yeah. I begged her to stay for like three hours to tell the story. So thank you, Amber. Hey, my name's Amber. Um, this story makes me look like an ass rather than the other person. So just so we get that out of the way. Um, this happened when I was in Columbia, so if you think dating in Asheville is a shit show, you know nothing. And this was three months after I moved from Mississippi. So again, if you think dating in Asheville is a shit show, you know nothing. So I moved from Mississippi, moved to Columbia. I'd been there for maybe two or three months, um, and had for the first time ever gotten an online dating profile, and it was okay, Cupid which in my opinion has like gone way downhill, but at the time it was like kind of reputable. Um, and I met this girl and I was so smitten in her like three pictures. One was like her and her German Shepherd puppy. She was like a brunette, just like gorgeous, taller. Um, we talked for like a month and I asked her out every time, but I was trying not to be like a predatory lesbian. I was trying to be like really casual stuff. Like let's take our dogs to the dog park, not like let's fuck. And so, <laughs> And so I thought I was doing okay. We had really good conversations, but she only responded every other night at like midnight. So that was obviously a, kind of a bad sign. <laughs> so I sat on my computer all day long waiting for that little check mark that tells you they've actually looked at it. Um, so usually I went to bed, her messages would be there the next morning. I was like, cool, maybe she's just a night owl. That's okay. Um, so again, Every time I invited her out, it was like really casual and friendly. Like, let's go to the dog park. And she was like, oh, my dog's in heat. I can't hang out. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, so I was like, let's do something non-dog related. So I was like, a bunch of my friends and I are going out. Do you want to go? My dog's in heat. I just like don't want to leave her alone right now in this time. Um, finally, after probably a month and a half of talking like every night, I'm like, okay, look. I'm going out, all of my friends, you don't have many friends here yet, let's just make a connection. Totally casual. And she said yes, finally. At that point though, I'd started dating another girl who actually was interested in me, or it seemed like it compared to this girl, and was really into her. So 
I invited her out as a, like, legitimately as a friend, not as a date. Because at that point, I was like, she is not interested at all. Um, and I had a friend coming in from out of town who was, like, a predatory lesbian. Like, super butch, in the military. Like, she'll tell you about her tattoos. And then she'll, like, be like, let's fuck. And I told her, I was like, I have this really hot friend I just made. She's not interested in me, but, like, you go ahead, girl. So I go to pick up this girl. And she's dressed up like it's a date. And I'm like, what I am now, this is what you get. Um, and so her and we get to the bar and I was like, fuck, this is awful. Like, I love her. She's awesome. But the whole time I've talked about this other girl trying to set the tone of like, I understand we're friends. I'm not going to try to come after you. Let's keep being friends. And so I thought I was doing something positive by being like, yeah, I met this other girl. We've been jiving. Like you and I are friends. We're all friends. It's good. My friend's going to hit on you all night. And so we went to the bar, and it's like a dive bar in Columbia. It's not a place you hold a wine glass. When my friend tries to hit on her, she's like, what do you want to drink? She's like, well, I like wine. And so this poor girl is there all night in this group she doesn't know, holding, like, this big-ass wine glass. Like what they have here, but this makes sense. Not in a dive bar where guys have mustaches and drink tall boy PBRs because they're $2. <laughs> um, anyway, so it was awful, and I felt really bad. And... Apparently, we became really good friends, and I found out later she thought that was our date. And she actually had been into me the whole time. And so, like an idiot, I talked about this whole girl all night. But good news is we got engaged, like, three months ago. So we're getting married next year. It's my fiancé back there at that table. Great. Thank Give it up for Amber. That's a great story. See? There are happy endings. You tried to friend zone her and then you married her. Smart. That was a great. What's your name? Sarah. Give it up for Sarah. This is so not something I would do. So uh, here we go. All right. All right. Can so. This, can you use this mic or that mic? This is fine. I'm a handsy person. Okay, good. Italian. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So this is. Have. Do you guys know what being dick drunk is? Well, that's my best friend. She clearly knows what dick drunk is because she's been through it with me. So if there's a male equivalent, or person equivalent, I guess, uh, you can let me know after the case. So dick drunk, right? So I'm new to Asheville. I moved here probably like a year ago with my fiancé. Broke up with my fiancé because I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> um, not for me. And so then, then I started dating, which was very... Uh, interesting because I've been a serial monogamous my entire life so the whole dating scene has been quite interesting in Asheville North Carolina right we all know that so dick drunk met this dude uh, at a where did we where I'm not I will not no where did we meet him New Belgium it was fucking great right right met him in New Belgium I'm like oh, this guy's great he's attractive chemistry's there like this is awesome <laughs> got his number. Well, actually, he was like, at the end, he's like, can I get your number? I'm like, yeah, man, you can have my number. Here you go. And I pulled that trick where it's like, number, call, great. I got your number. Sweet. Right? Like, you know that trick? Anybody know that trick? See, I'm new to dating, so I don't know that trick. But I knew that trick. So I was like, all right, I got this dude's number. I'm a pretty, like, relatively confident person. If I want something, I usually go after it. Like, I'm not someone that's like, yeah. Let me just play this and wait around. I'm like, no, nah, I like this dude. So let me see what happens. I'm like, hey, man, you want to, like, 
get a brief? You want to get a beer? You know, he's like, yes, great. I'm like, sweet. So this, we like played this game. We're both like professionals. We have jobs and shit, which is like such a problem, right? Like when you're like over a certain age and you're like, I got a job, I got a life. Like, how are you supposed to date? You can feel free to come to me afterwards and let me know because I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, this is a great embarrassing story. So have fun. Um, so anyway, we go and we meet for like some burgers and beers or whatever. And you know, we like end up hooking up and that's fine. It's all good. Actually, it was great. I'm like, oh God, this guy's so great. It's like the first one after a long-term relationship. Has anybody been there? Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Because you're just like, fuck. You're like, I love this person. They're great. I want to be with them for the rest of my life. And oh my God, they're, this is like perfect. Oh my God, they love me. And I'm so great. And like, oh my God, they make me feel great. Right? Like, you're just like, what the fuck? You're dick drunk. Straight up dick drunk. So that's dick drunk where you're just like, no, nah, no. You don't even have to be like drunk. You're just dick drunk. So, so that's dick drunk. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this person's fucking great. Even though they're clearly like the biggest douchebag ever. And you're just like, hindsight's 2020, And you're like, what the fuck was I doing? No fucking idea. And you're like the person that puts in all the effort. You're like, so, yeah, you want to like meet up? And they're like, yeah, totally. Let's meet up. And like, let's do this. And then they're like, nah, man, I'm good. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then you're driving, right? You're supposed to meet. I mean, you're driving down to Nashville. And you're like, you're crossing the street. Where the fuck you going? I thought we were supposed to meet up. Yeah, dick drunk. I don't know. What, what is the equivalent? You know? You, have you been dick drunk? No? Tit drunk? Something drunk? Yeah. There's a, there's volvic water drunk. Does anybody know what that one is? I'll tell you that one later. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you can tell me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe that's inappropriate for this audience. But anyway. I don't know. I, was I thought drunk. dick trunk would be the opposite. Like, you really like the guy. Things are going... Whiskey dick. No. dick. No. Oh, I got her confused. No. Dick trunk. Dick trunk. Dick trunk is like, dick where you're just duck. like, you lose your mind after like a long-term relationship, and you're like, oh, shit. What the fuck? And then you're like, damn, I was, I was dick drunk. Like, I was out of my goddamn mind. Yeah, dick See? See, same thing. I think we got to like, shut what? this down. We're doing you're too many like, dicks. Digmatize me. Yeah. You're just like, what is going on? Who am I? It's anyway. like I dream of Jeannie, but dick? No, I, yeah. that was tough. Yeah, it's never been mind. a real interesting it. experience, to say the least, dating in Asheville after I have never been single my entire life. So I appreciate all the stories and uh, relating. You're Thank not you. alone. Yeah, and that's why I came. Yeah, I'm like, advice. damn. I'm like, I know I can't be the only one that has experienced some bullshit. Clearly not. Awesome. So anyway. That's yeah. my story about being dick drunk. Feel free to adopt that term when you yourself feel dick drunk. And you know, now you have awareness and maybe we should form a support group for each other to be like, girl, let me Don't tell you. Don't be dick you drunk. Just, yeah, you dick drunk. Awesome. Give it up. Amber, right? Give it up, Amber. Wow, I did not know. What I love about, I have to say, I am a Gen Xer. Anybody else who's Gen X up in here? Gen X? Baby boomers? Any baby? Okay, it's for the show. Represent. How many millennials up in here? Millennials. Nobody wants to. That's how. That's how apathetic millennials are. Like, fuck that. I don't want to tell them I'm a millennial. But what I have to say, what I love about millennials, 
They come up with words like dick drunk, right? And on fleek. And like words in like gaslighting. As Gen Xers and baby boomers, we spent 30 years of our lives not having words for this shit. We just said, I really like the dick. We didn't know it was a term called dick drunk. Or like, oh, I really like your eyebrows. No, millennials would say, your eyebrows are on fleek. Did not know there could be a term that millennials would make. They've solved all of our problems. Gaslighting is the best word. It's a millennial term, which I think is a phenomenal term. It's about someone that you're dating makes you think you're crazy when it's really them. Right? 20, 30 years of my life, they just make things so much easier. So, but it's, it's, a, it's a big... Catfishing. So these are the stories, I believe, not making fun of them, I think these are truly beautiful dating stories. This next dating story from Miss Connections on Craigslist comes from where I just got my new loft. I just moved to Canton, North Carolina. Anybody know where Canton is? The one that smells like a butthole? That's, that's where I live. It's a beautiful town, though. I love it. My landlord's the mayor, the Smathers. They're great mayors, and they take care of my place. But this misconnection is entitled Burger King Can't. Petite blonde working the drive-thru. You know me. We had a moment. Just seems a little awkward asking you out in front of all your coworkers. I hope I can hear from you. Burger King can't. I'm going to I'm going to go find this woman when I go home tonight. I'm going to find the Burger King drive-through lady. So let's keep going with the franchises. The Biltmore Starbucks. Anybody go to Biltmore Starbucks? This was written for a specific Biltmore Starbucks guy. I saw you checking me out and smiling. You said you like my tights. What did I say in return when you said jokingly that you don't date blondes? And that's it. Like he just left it. Like he just dropped the mic on that one. So, yeah. So this, what's weird about this one is the guy that works at Starbucks writing to the woman. So how would that woman ever know to know that is she going to go to Craigslist Misconnection saying, I just had a connection with someone, and you put it in the title, I'm the Starbucks guy. Anyway, there's no way this is ever going to work, by the way, is what I'm saying. There's no way this woman would ever find out. Next one. This is our last one. This is our last one of the Misconnections. It's a little bitter. So please forgive this guy. He just got hurt. So when you hear these words of anger, don't get mad at him. Just feel it. This is regarding a year today. Not sure if this is who I think it is, but today is the anniversary. So ignore otherwise. I'm totally lost already. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Of course, I am not happy. I built everything for you. 
and you abandoned me as soon as it became convenient? But hey, live and learn, right? Glad I'm now happy to see through your BS and lies and how I believed your lies about being able to lie. And I'm glad I'm not having thankfully taken care of an adult child anymore. A hard lesson one. No, I can't say I'm happy a year later, but I'm better off. And maybe one day you'll grow up, get over your destructive pride and be better. And it certainly won't be while you're surrounded by people tripping over themselves to sleep with you. Good riddance. You know, wow. You like that one, huh? I was going to say we should all email this dude and say, fuck you, man. <laughs> no? Was that bad? Because I think he's being a little rude, right? Maybe she just, maybe she's young. Maybe she's being frivolous. Yay, give it up. Give it up for Tori. So, hello, y'all. college in Florida. I went on a date with someone. We hang out and went, well, we ended up going to his place. Is this better, y'all? Hi. So either end, him and I went to his place to watch The Lion King. Things went well. We got to know each other really well. So it turns out I may have made him very happy in a way that dislocated a disc in his spine. This is a story I like to call the happy nutbreaker. Yeah. So during that time, what we thought was a cramp turned out to be a dislocated disc in his spine afterwards. So I ended up having to go around his house that I did not know, find pain meds that did not work, and then drove him to the hospital to where his mother was his nurse. And I had to explain to her how I got to know her son in a really intimate fashion and broke his back. So that's my shitty date story of the nut breaker. Give it up. That's a great one, actually. Wow. You should be, grow up to be a chiropractor. So give it up for the most awkward dating story, Tori. You get that? That's right. You get roots. You get some roots. You know why? You definitely have to, because you, you broke his back. It looks good. It looks good, Tori. And then uh, the most hilarious one, I would say, is Dick Drunk. Give it up for Dick Drunk. Dick Drunk. Yep. Dick, Dick Drunk. There we go. All you, all you need is like a, yeah. And then the last one uh, would be Amber if she's here for a predatory lesbian sex. I don't know why that's the only thing I remember. I'm so sorry. But I just want to say thank you guys. I know this has been a very awkward night. It's different. Dating is different now. It's getting really, really hard. But I want to make sure it's very, very clear what the point of this show is. I really want people to fall in love. 
It's really hard. We're watching Hollywood movies. And let me say something that's very important about falling in love. When you like someone and things get hard and you fight with them and you just stay, stick. You don't have to get back on an app and find someone to replace you. And that's what I find that people are doing now. And so I would encourage you, let's try to make romance real. Go put some Craigslist misconnections up there. Try to write poetry. Go out and date. Anyway, I've been your host. I'm Gary Jackson. Give it up for Jen Gordon. Give it up for District Wine Bar. And thank you for the second ever Swipe Mic. Love you guys. And have a good night.